now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Probably one of the most iconic sitcoms to come Absolutely. out of the 90s. And everybody, it's, um, it's a must. Universal, you have to know the words. Uh, amazing shit on it. <laughs> Afraid to reference, not reference um, show. It's a classic. Uh, well, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is definitely a classic, but it has been completely reimagined in a brand new way on Peacock. And a drama? With the brand new drama, <laughs> Am Bel-Air. I the drama? Um, and so we're going to be talking about that today, in addition to a lot else. What is going on and what are you watching this week? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What is going on? Um, what have I been so like you were just saying, I was watching Bel Air, catching um I'm up to I'm up to date on Bel Air in the latest episode. Um I definitely have some thoughts. I'll wait until until your spotlight though to share. Uh, and then I've also been watching Worst Roommates Ever on Netflix, which is a crazy docu-series and the first episode this old lady was killing people and burying them in her backyard wow and they found like seven bodies interesting i was like oh my jesus this is in america yeah this was right in washington dc and Hmm. the gag was is that she was literally like a block from the capitol she lived a block from the capitol or something like that i think just craziness but that's what i've been watching what about you well um, I've been trying to keep up with all of my shows um, in terms of what I'm watching. Let's see. Uh, Apple TV has two great shows right now that I'm watching. Severance and Suspicion. Um, Severance is brand new show. Uh, ben Stiller is connected to this is at the helm of the you creative said that. process. Yeah. Uh, but it is a show about a workplace um, that's set in I'm not sure if it's the not too distant future um, or if it's just an alternate reality but basically the people that work at this company called Lumen go through a process called severance and um, what that means is is they have their memories um, at home wiped away once they enter the company uh, workplace and as they leave the company workplace their memories from work are wiped away so it's kind of a uh, process in which you know you're leaving work at work and home at home home. Um, and so a very interesting show that has me super uh, super engaged Uh, love it and then suspicion is a show um, I believe set in the UK, um, Uma Thurman with this uh, cast of uh, British British actors and actresses um, that are all kind of working together to prove their innocence as, as they've been charged with the kidnapping of an ambassador's son. So very interesting um, show and Apple TV is definitely stepping it up in terms of programming. Suspicion is on Apple TV too? Yeah um, and I know we're talking about the after party as well yeah. later on and yeah, so yeah. yeah Apple TV is just definitely stepping it up right now in terms of programming. Kudos to them they come in they said HBO Max ain't the only girl in town. Definitely not so. So um, okay well that's all I had shall we move on? Yeah. Well what do we got up next? What is next, Marcus? Oh, it's our Wu Chow segment. So this is our segment where we go over the most talked about moments in pop culture and say, Wu Chow. 
put me on the spot, but I still rock. Did you? I did. Did you? Because Thank the handoff so was a little sloppy. On your part. I'm going to let you live. And on I'm going to let you kind of stay. Um, Anyways, I want to talk about two different I, situations. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'm looking at the names right now and I'm like, girl. Well, the first one. Okay. So uh, the first one is with Chris Brown, who... Uh, recently had some uh, news regarding his rape case um, that started in early January or late January. Um, there was a break in the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Chris Brown was uh, accused of rape by the the plaintiff is uh, just named Jane Doe as of right now, but um, and had filed this uh, had found, had filed this uh, allegation January 28th. But now, Miami Beach Police, because this is where it, it happened in Miami, right. um, supposedly on Diddy's yacht um, on Star Island. Exclusive. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's allegedly where this happened. But Miami Beach Police have now recovered text messages from the woman's phone that basically have people asking questions. Right. So as, uh, as this has kind of come through from the date that the alleged attack happened um, which was December 30th mm -hmm. there had been text messages that she was sending Chris after the fact after the fact trying to get, get with back him. with him talk with him just let me um, hook up with you baby lots of yeah just a, a, a just lot of kind weird. of like hey babe what's going on yeah. like are you you know can we can we hang out? Can we hang out? Can um, we together? This now wait. This was this was also very interesting. Um, in one of the text messages, it's like the quote is, "You were honestly the best dick I've ever had." Oh Jesus! LOL. I just want it again. Okay. Um, now that's not to say that the t attack did not happen. <sighs> Okay, but this definitely does complicate things. Cast some so, doubt. So, as of right now, the lawyers, um, her lawyers have um, stepped away and are no longer going to be working on the case. Uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I think that, that said it all right there. The lawyers stepped yeah, away. They no, no they're no longer going to represent um, this, this because... <laughs> This once again, this information kind of came out after the fact, and they had no knowledge of it. Case closed. I mean, what more do we need? I think you know, at this point in age, what did Kim Kardashian say? People don't want to work. There, people are looking for a come up. People are looking for things to do right to get now. the money. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't know her circumstances, but it sounds. I mean, listen, looking at the messages, and I think I heard yeah, some of the audio messages. Definitely. Oh yeah, and there it, were. Yeah, there were. So a there are audio some messages. voice notes um, that were also and a part she of this. Sounded and yeah. Well, Chris Brown took to Instagram um, on uh, recently mm -hmm. uh, of this being recorded uh, this past Tuesday, and in. Basically saying, no more dragging me through the mud. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. I did um, and so he was like, me and my team are taking legal action on this situation. You don't play with people's lives like that. And so I think that this, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what will happen. You could have another person come on and provide representation to take on the case. I'm not saying that, that this completely means the attack didn't happen. But... You know, let's just get down to a, the facts. What are the facts of? Yeah, I, there definitely needs to be some more investigation. These, work then. these, these are definitely going to be brought up as, you know, for the defense as huge arguments against right. what she's saying. So, I mean, does she so she at this point in time doesn't have any legal representation as of right now? No. So uh, uh, the council and co-counsel both stepped away mm. from uh, from the case. Mm. So, well. Yeah. Woo child. Woo child. <laughs> I always forget it's the woo child segment until I really want to say woo child. Yeah. Jesus. Exactly. Um, so. so the only thing I had was I know I'm late to the game, late to the party, but I just wanted to take a brief moment to discuss the Tinder swindler. Um, I know you've watched. Yeah, I, I have watch as well. Her. And he's still out and about here talking to press and saying that Netflix, you know, the, his most recent thing just from a couple of days ago, talking about how Netflix basically just showed how successful he was. 
and I'm just like, oh Jesus! It's and like he's shopping around a dating show, and I'm just like, it's it's what is delusion. going on? It's really the delusion, and there it's a it that is also uh, a pandemic amongst <laughs> us is delusion. An endemic. And it's yeah, it's very serious um, things that there's yeah. there's no cure, there's no vaccination for, because what I'm starting to see with this. Um, this type of um, spotlight being showcased mm-hmm. on him, on like what he was able to do successfully, which is basically scam people, um, is no different from the spotlight that's also being poured right now on Anna Delvey with the Inventing Anna um, oh. story on Netflix. And it's like these very interesting stories of people being able to kind of get over people and manipulate people. Um, but that's kind of become another... It's, it's almost like it's become another acceptable form of hustle. Right. I mean, it's illegal, isn't it? Like, well, that's, I mean, a lot of people are basically saying that, you know, it can be hard to prove. Oh, because his um, name is not on any. So he's basically Jedi mind tricking. It can be hard tricking. to prove, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I true, think that that's right. that is, that's also part of the attractiveness and allure to that of like, you know, somehow being able to get away with it or if not get away with it have very little consequence um so it's very interesting i think this tender swindler this whole anna delvey thing and the others that have kind of come along from this the fire festival like uh, yeah, these the ideas are just like this like yeah. major scam major fraud mm-hmm. um type of culture is just yeah, it's 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 a direct result of the fraud and the uh, catfishing and faking out that happens on social media every day. That's all it is. It's a direct result from that. And so you're now starting now that it's starting to carry over past your phone screen into real life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just I just. It blows my mind that even after having this entire documentary come out and all of these people come forward and say that they've been scammed and then you go on and see, you know, news articles where he's got a new girlfriend and driving around in another nice car and got all of these. It's like he's still getting away with the same stuff. And it's like, how? How is this happening? Right. You know, who's allowing this to happen? We are. We are because he's being able to build some type of social currency from it. Out of infamy. Well, that's all I had. Okay, well, the next thing I want to talk about, the next Wu Chow moment uh, belongs to nasty ass Stevie (laughs) J, okay, who was recently on an interview with this blogger um, who was basically just trying to be professional, conducting an interview. Are we going to say the blogger's name? Why not? Why can't we? Who is it? That's because I want to say I wanted to know. Who, um, who it's it a lemonade with Leona, Leona's lemonade, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, but basically during this interview, uh, Leah, sorry, Leah's lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um. While she's like, it looks like they're on like a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And basically, Stevie J is on the Zoom call, no shirt on, laying in the bed. And on the Zoom. On the Zoom. For an interview. But like, there's like, you know, um, he's obviously like distracted talking to someone in the background or behind the, behind the camera. Um, but he's like, it looks like he has it. It's it's handheld. Have you seen the video? No. Okay. Well, it looks like he's like hand holding the camera, like his phone. Like on it's a Zoom, phone camera, yeah. And uh, basically, kind of just like he I'm has still it, like, stuck on the in bed shirt. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm moving away from the mic, but he's like very structured, like in the bed, and has it like definitely like at an angle. Right. But at one time, like slips up, and we see a woman's hand by his. Um, by his like waist, like by his like waist area, uh, and it's clearly indicative of someone performing oral sex on him while this is happening. 
while he's while he's in this interview answering questions. You know, every day I border this line or Stevie J borders this line of complete lunatic or complete genius because he has some incredible music that he has written and helped create. But then behavior like this just makes me be like, yeah, what's what's happened? He's crazy. I mean, at his big age, what has happened? Stevie J is 50 years old. What has so and him and Faith Evans are no longer married. No, they got divorced. Right. How long did that last? Um, I'm not sure, but this, I mean, Jeez. I now I did not hear this. People are saying basically that in the audio, you could actually hear Stevie J asking for a, uh, for oral sex, uh, from the woman who's ever in there. They're basically saying that you can hear him say, um, can you suck me off? Oh. This is crazy. During an interview, this is out of control. <laughs> this is too. And much. you know what? What other? You know, people are also saying and, and commenting on this on Twitter, basically saying that Stevie J is out of control and that this is a form of sexual harassment. This is too much for the interviewer as well. Could you imagine, it? Yeah. Marcus? Could you imagine interviewing someone? So wait, and that would go on, and that's going on. What would you? What would you do? Videotape it like she did. And be like, y'all, let me tell you the the most unprofessional behavior I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. Like. Crazy. What? How, how did she, so did she videotape this? Like how? Yeah, it was yeah. on and like, it was yeah, on the she's Zoom. like she was still kind of like Zoom. answering questions and, you know, ask, asking questions. She's like asking questions. Jeez. Um, and, you know, stuff, but just a mess. Uh, woo child. Definitely woo child. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to take a break, yes. and then we will come back with our episode, our show spotlights. Ah, um, what's yours? So I'm going to be doing Bel Air today. Ooh, and I am, I'm, so I'm going to attempt to talk about After Party without spoiling it for myself. Okay, all So right. we'll see how we walk that tightrope after the break. Okay. Hey, <laughs> and and here we go. And five, six, seven, eight. No, no, no. Go, go back. back. All right. Here we go. Hey, everybody. And now we are back. Hey. Uh, it is time for our show spotlight. This is the part of the show where Marcus and I each get to recap. Uh, one show that we are really excited about. Yes. Talk to you a little bit about what the show's about while we're watching. Um, and what it speaks to us. And so I'll start first. Uh, you heard in our intro today, we are talking about Bel Air, which is the uh, brand new drama on Peacock. Uh, Bel Air was a reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the popular yes. 90s sitcom. It was also on NBC. Um, and what is cool about this is that this all got started from just like a video that went viral. Um, proof like of the concept, teaser of yeah, yeah, yeah. like Bel Air of like this reimagining got so much excitement behind it. Will Smith has been at the um, as he saw part it of it and, and immediately uh, wanted to hop on. You know, yeah. wh- so many great things have come from this. Definitely a surprise. You know, I always get kind of nervous about reboots, mm-hmm. uh, but this is one that I'm definitely here yeah. for and I like. I'm intrigued. I'm yeah. definitely invested. So I think what has me super excited um, above all is the cast. Yeah. Um, so yeah. leading the cast is Jabari Banks. Who's um, doing an amazing job. Who is some ways just like Will Smith, but, but in other ways own. completely yeah. different from Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Giving us a really incredible character. Um 16-year-old from West Philadelphia who is, you know, basically... Born and raised. Sent to, uh, sent to Bel Air to live. Um, Cassandra Freeman plays Vivian Banks. She's doing a really good job as well. killing the game right now. Vivian has much more um, depth. As Vivian. And honey, and Michael Ely's in the picture, so y'all better some, watch you know, out. Some really uh, cool stuff. But, you know, one thing I saw about the cast that is a huge, for me, of kind of like a different vibe is like... Just how melanated, yeah. The cast is deep color. Not to say that the original Fresh Prince wasn't, but like I think 
Hillary being chocolate, yes, um, kind of really, you know, spoke to me in um, a sense of just seeing this like black family. Uh, Uncle Phil's also heavily melanated. I mean, in so this is Aunt one. Viv. So yeah, as well. And so, Carlton. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a highly melanated cast. I love to see the black beautiful skin on the screen. Yeah. Um, now. I want to kind of jump into what they kept versus what they cut and like okay. how we feel about certain things. And so there were certain aspects of the original uh, sitcom that they kept in for this reimagining. And then there are certain things that they kept out. Um, first thing that I want to talk about is uh, the character of Vivian. And so there were some differences uh, from Vivian in yeah. the sitcom. She, she's like a professor and right. in the original, and now she's just she's kind of artist. like a she's a, a painter. Well, she is a former painter at the beginning of the yeah. series, and yeah. is kind of getting reintroduced to the art. Um, I thought this was a nod in some ways to the original story because Vivian did have that one episode where she got back into the dance. Mm -hmm. But what is your thoughts on this uh, this new Vivian? I'm, I'm not mad at it. I actually enjoy, like I said, the more depth that she's gotten. And she's gotten a background, you know, this whole other story of life before the kids as an artist. And, you know, when she met Phil and they were kind of, you know, uh, hopping around and him getting into politics and her being like this really good artist and stuff. And... Um, I, so I, I enjoy, I really enjoy it. And plus it gives her something to do. So she's not tied to the kids or she's not tied to um, Uncle Phil yeah. or anybody else. She's independent. It and definitely rounds out the wants. character yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I felt like that they cut or did away with is this kind of almost, it's like it could have been viewed as dismissive back then. I think that it, provided comic relief but Hillary's kind of ditziness and lack of ambition is definitely not something that is a part of this new series and I um, rightfully so Hillary is a young boss that is like trying, trying to, to be make it best. trying to hustle yeah um and I love that about this news about yeah. this new story um although it does sometimes come in some uh different uh, different ways. There are some nods to the original. I don't know if we'll see Trevor in this series, uh, but one of the things that I thought was interesting was the uh, YouTube video uh, yeah. that Hillary filmed and kind of how that for me connected to Hillary in the episode where she wanted to post for Playboy. Oh yeah, I thought that was so. I, I was like, that. oh okay, this little Easter egg. Um, now. This was definitely not kept. Uh, this was a um, part of a, been a large part of this of this new series. Carlton's drug use. Carlton's whole character. <laughs> Carlton's whole character. Okay. Carlton's like ability. Carlton's yeah. drug use. Carlton's, Carlton's everything. Whole character. He is definitely on a journey, um, and was it's like being shot out of a cannon for Carlton's character because like I feel as though he is constantly on a thousand like yeah. it's like take a breath carl supermanic lot i mean yeah very you know? much which it could be the anxiety emotional <laughs> yeah. coaster yeah, yeah, yeah very much a um kind of delicate very sensitive yeah like anything like can set edge, him off on edge like all um, the time but you know carlton did have a drug episode in the uh in the sitcom and now the they Xanax. Have, they've just taken this to 10 so he's um, snorting Xanax so get ready um, if you haven't seen it now with this there have been some uh, you know nods to the original story but there's also been some new additions some things that they've brought in um, I think to kind of help make this fully a drama and to make it a little bit more grounded and realize they had to bring in some serious elements one of those being the character of Jeffrey how do you feel mm. about Jeffrey in the sitcom versus Jeffrey in Bel Air? So they got their own Harriet the Spy, basically. Um, I don't even know if we want to say Harriet the Spy. I think on Twitter someone was like Huck from Scandal. Basically, a fixer. This a is cleaner. someone. Uh, the cleaner. So uh, for those who might not be aware, Jeffrey's character in Bel Air is a lot darker than the original Jeffrey, who was the family butler. Um, 
Jeffrey in this uh, new show is the house manager, but also has his hands in a little bit of everybody's business and knows what's going on, and is Uncle Phil's henchman. Basically. Yeah, no, that kind of takes care of things as they happen. Uh, One of the things that we learned uh, is that there might be connections to Jeffrey and the involvement of uh, one of Will's attackers back in West Philly, and they had some people on the job to kind of take care of to, to take care of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other interesting things that are starting to kind of come up as we see what Jeffrey actually does have control over and knowledge over. Right. But that was definitely a new addition uh, that I wasn't expecting. What about you? Uh, it's definitely a, a, a turn, um, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I think he has. He has been sent off in multiple episodes on like random tasks, so we don't get a lot of screen time from him as of right now. Because um, I feel like every time we see him, he's being told to go do something. Um, and so maybe if we do get an episode where we get a little bit more of what he, how he got to where he is. With how this, do you there? think that Uncle Phil is doing so, is on some dirty shit? Uh, I don't know. I guess that will be we'll find out in the series I guess I don't okay. know well one of the new additions that I wanted to talk about happens with the youngest member of the Banks uh, family uh, I'm not here for um, this I'm and that is little Ashley they erased her uh, whole character so arc. Ashley um, in this new show has a queer identity that is fine and that, uh, right. that's a brand new addition that's not something that we Saw in the original, but something that is that is a part of this new show. Marcus, what are your thoughts on that? I here's what I think. I think that if we wanted to go this queer route, we needed to at least give us a little build up. I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere. We don't know Ashley as a person yet, and now we're already dealing with her like sexual identity. And it's like, can we like figure out who she is and her personality so that we can root for her. I don't feel like that foundation was laid to her and she's sparsely used throughout the series. Hell, she wasn't even in the last episode. Not at all. I I realized that after the fact she wasn't in the episode at all. And like Ashley was a, a huge character in the original show. She was actually one of the more popular characters. Everybody loved Tatiana Ali. And so just to kind of see Ashley's character kind of, it looks like it kind of got downgraded a little bit. It's like, okay, we're going to give her this throwaway LGBTQ storyline and not really do anything with it. I don't know if it's necessarily a throwaway um, and not do anything with it. I think it is a timing of it. I think that they may have wanted to plant the seed of this, this, character is going to have this be like okay just so y'all know this character is going to have a queer identity um I but we want to have we want to allow them to have some yeah but we're going to give it allow this person to have some time to do some growing up you know okay actually in this uh is the in this uh show she's really young and so she has to do a i feel like she's going to have to do a little bit of growing up this is right now uh where she's centered around is kind of like her very first crush very first like puppy love um and so mm. i think we are getting some of those pieces um and i think that also maybe the creators relied on us to have some prior knowledge too of, of what of, of where ashley is and where she is in the family we all know that she's the baby we know right that, but you we know, literally know nothing um, about her and what grade is she in i mean what school I, that's does what she I'm go saying. to i think she's uh she's 14 have we even been in her room in the house I don't know. Does she have a room I, in the house? I'm, she might not. We've never seen it. She, they might, she might not have a room in the house. You know, she's always in the living room, the common areas. So what about her room? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's something that um, maybe that's something that Jeffrey's on. He's handling it. <laughs> okay. But um, so one of the uh, last things I'm going to talk about, we can kind of move on, is the character of Lisa. So. With this, Lisa comes much earlier in, in yeah. the series than uh, she did in, in uh, the uh, sitcom, but she's definitely a large part of this, and it's kind of a um, 
a device between Will and Carlton, it seems like. Uh, she's starting to form her own character a little bit more now, but mm. uh, it's definitely going to be a, a big part of this. How many times can I say definitely in this segment? Probably definitely more. All right. What are your thoughts on <laughs> uh, Lisa? I agree with the fact that I think she may have been brought in too early. I, I think... I think she may be another character that is struggling with what am I doing? Like what am right now her whole character arc revolves around Carlton and Will. Like she doesn't have anything to do on her own. They kind of sort of gave her a she party. Got, she had a little have you seen the last episode? Yes, I'm up to date. Okay, I think she has I think that, that was a good episode for her. You talking you talking about the most recent episode? Are we like I guess are we spoiling? Are we a spoiler alert before we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you haven't watched, we're about to spoil a little bit. You could fast forward. You're talking about when her and Will slept together. Yeah. Right. Revolves around Will or Carlton. Like she doesn't have anything to do on her own. But yet. she's I mean, we've we known we've known a little bit about her. Um and now her relationship with her and her dad. Right. Um and her, mo- her mom and we did see that. Yeah, we've seen I mean, come okay. on, we've we've gotten a little bit. Don't okay. just Okay, so but that's not my point. That was just trying to point. downplay no, Lisa. Okay. No, no. I'm just And saying, I'm not gonna stand for it. No, I'm just thinking that again, maybe Lisa could have came in maybe halfway through the season. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I I don't know if that would have changed anything. I'm I'm a little indifferent on Lisa right now. Interesting, interesting. Well, I definitely am excited to see what happens um, in the finale. What What are your predictions? Uh, there will definitely be some kind of cliffhanger um, caused by Carlton, for sure. Carlton's going to do something stupid. O.D.? Who knows? And then know. season two started in a rehab. He, that's where I'm like, he needs that's to go to rehab. Think? I mean, because clearly he's a dick. Because I call him ex. Rue. That's my little nickname for him. I'm like, uh, Carlton is Rue. <laughs> Hold steady, Rue. Ruby. Hold steady. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Lori. I, yeah, I think it's definitely going to revolve around Carlton or it'll revolve around Uncle Phil and his campaign. Yeah, we might find out that Uncle Phil's a dirty ass Maybe politician. Maybe he's running a dirty campaign. Yeah, and Lisa's dad is going to uncover it. Do you think Vivian and Michael Ely are going to sleep together? No, I don't. I don't because think Uncle Phil bur- bur- busted his bubble. He did. He said, um, "Yeah, you you seem to have a lot going on with all, all these artists because you got Shonda, Laronda, Keisha, <laughs> yeah, Terry, about three Kims, about three Kims, yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, well, I, I definitely, 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 all right, definitely will be watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now with that, let's oh, go ahead Jesus. and hear." But Marcus, Marcus, what show are you spotlighting this week? Yeah, so my show is actually one that I am still currently watching. And so I am trying to actively not spoil this for myself as well as talk about it. I will say Trent has seen this entire series already. It's about eight episodes long. Yeah. It's on Apple TV. It's called After Party. It is a very interesting show because... It, um, each episode is different. Each episode is based on it's a particular character. It's multi-genre. And so each character has their own specific genre that they go through. Um, I, I do know that from the trailer. Um, the casting for this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. After Party cast. We've got people like uh, Zoe Franco. Chow, Dave Franco, Lana Glazer, Ben Schwartz, Sam Richardson, Tiffany Haddish, Ike Barinholtz. Jamie Demetrio, Genevieve Angelson, and I think John Early. Yeah, John Early, the detective. Oh, and Tia Sikar. So, I mean, it's it's a great cast. Um, Tiffany is definitely in a, a, a different role. Yet again, a different role. I love the fact that she is pushing herself and stepping outside of the box to do different things. You know, she did that movie with Rose McGowan and Selma Hayek. Um, she was doing stuff with Kevin Hart for a little bit. Yeah, and, and she's great in this. I think yeah. her character is uh, really strong, and her and John Early make a, a great team. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. I knew John Early from Search Party, 
Um, and so I was super excited to see him in this. Uh, the rest of the cast is also bringing it. Uh, the the way that they're doing this kind of multi-genre with every character having their own episode own kind of, yeah. allows them to really explore and kind of go right. crazy with the storytelling here. Um, I mean, you'll one episode is like a musical. Another episode is like a psychological thriller. There's an <laughs> animated episode. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's really cool and, and super engaging. Um, I think while this is kind of like a the way that it's set up it's kind of like a one and done season right like it's if a there limited was, series if there was like another if there's another season with tiffany haddish and john early going and solving like another I, thing another group, kind of like knives out it could be really cool having to keep the detectives and then just have a whole new cast of like suspects yeah yeah it could be i am really um, cool. So you okay? I have a question for you. So now, since you've seen the whole series, the all eight all eight episodes, um, who was a standout character for you, and why? From the, se- um, from the season, I don't think I knew much about the uh, guy who plays Zanik. Uh Sam Richardson. I think it, this show allowed him to stretch a lot of different acting muscles, which. Mm-hmm. Was cool. So he um, was in the movie with Chris Pratt that was on Amazon, okay. um, the Tomorrow War. Cool. That's what's up. That That's was his most up. recent work. But yeah, I, so he was a standout for me. Uh, hmm. Why? Else? I just thought that he was able to do a lot of different uh, ex- in terms of expressing the range. Um, because he was in a lot of the episodes, he had to do, you know, comedy. He had to give us a little drama. He had to give us a little oh, bit of okay. everything. I see what you're saying. So I thought that this was like, okay, we're seeing multi, you know, a lot of different sides um, right. of, of, of Anique. Uh, the, um, I've always liked Ike Barinholtz from like Mad Ike TV. Uh, and he always does well. So I think Project. he was, I, I think he was strong. Um, I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to give away anything. Okay. Okay. So so then that leads to my next question. My last question. Um, and now having watched the series, did you know who the killer was before it was revealed? They no. Were revealed? Mm-mm. Were you surprised? No. Were you happy with the way it ended? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Final thoughts overall, the series. What did you think? I thought it was cool. Like I said, I would definitely love to see a season two. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they could do it, how they could work it, but I think it would be really cool. Okay. I'm I've got a back. few more episodes to go, so I will check back in on a. What's been your favorite update. episode so far? Uh, definitely Anique's episode. Like, I could tell right off of the bat that he was going to be like an important character. And like, when Tiffany and the. Who plays her assistant detective? So that's John Early. That's the that's guy from John Search Ar- Party. Let me see what he looks like. Yeah. He's very funny because I it's so funny watching Tiffany like make a decision without him and then he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, sure. Yeah, let's 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 go down there. Yeah, yeah. We're we're going down there." And, and so I really liked him um and then I watched um, Ike Barinholtz's episode two. Um, what is the other girl's name that he's chasing after? That they're chasing after? That's Zoe Chow, isn't it? Yeah. Who are we talking about? The the um, the the girl that uh, Anika. She has in the like with. animated film episode. Oh, okay. See, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, okay. Let me. Yeah. I'm, like I said, let me shut up. But it's good. Okay. Okay, but yeah, I, I'm impressed. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm pleased so far. I think I still need to get to um, Schmigadoon as well, but I will be. Yeah, you do. So, um, the cool. That's all I've got for my TV spotlight. All right, perfect. Well, uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. All right, we are back. It's time for our signature segment, 
Fizz or Flat. That's where we talk about pop culture and give it a fizz if we're feeling it and a flat if we're not. What you got to say? I don't have anything to you say. You got something to say? <laughs> Just go to say no, it. No, I don't have anything You got something to say? say? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. We need to, uh, we need a teleprompter. <laughs> just load everything in the teleprompter well for that comment i'm going first um my first fizz or flat is new oscar hosts we've got three of them and they're all ladies it's amy schumer wanda sykes and regina hall what do you think uh this could be a really funny show i mean all of them have strong comedy chops yeah so i think it could be i think it could be done really well um I've always liked, you know, having multiple hosts. Uh, that was going to be my next question, yeah. Yeah, I like having multiple hosts. I think it helps kind of take the pressure off. There could be, uh, like, my favorite hosting duo. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah, they, like, down. kill it. And so if this Hands could down. be, you know, something similar, I'm all for it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I'm very excited. You know, I, I, I – will shout from the mountaintops about how talented I think Regina Hall is and making sure that she gets her her due and her her flowers because she definitely has the range and I'm very very proud that she's been able to get there um I remember seeing her all the way back in uh uh the best man yeah candy <laughs> candy, candy girl candy girl <laughs> yeah so I I love it I love it and I totally give this a fizz all right are you giving it a fizz um, i'm giving or a it a fizz as well oh, okay. i'm all for it so. nice okay uh for me i wanted to talk about kelly clarkson kelly so clarkson. recently uh kelly clarkson's uh divorce proceedings um had been made public uh in mm. which we got details of the actual settlement settlement between her and her former husband, Brandon Blackstock. Mm-hmm. Um, so she makes a lot of money, though. I I'm mean, sure. to for me to just go down, this is so. Uh, in December of 2020, Brandon uh, filed that he wanted more spousal than support. Four, yeah, spousal support now totaling more than four hundred thousand dollars a month, and then on top of that, wanted child support payments. Now, what they eventually came to an agreement on was that Kelly was going to do a one-time payment of $1.3 million, and then following that, we'll have a monthly spousal support of $115,000. How many kids do they have together? They have two kids. So they have a seven-year-old, River Rose, and five-year-old Remington, Alexander. Now, but they also have joint custody. So I'm trying to figure out how right. you getting this how are you full, getting spousal support how, how you getting this full uh, child custody. support and all yeah. this stuff. And we got joint custody. Yeah, that's um, what I'm confused. And what are you spending This was crazy to me. Now, in addition to that $1.3 and the $115,000 in monthly spousal support, um, he's also receiving farm cattle, livestock, because uh, they live on a farm. Some he... trucks, ATV, snowbills, hunting Child. equipment, um, golf uh, golf simulator, uh, some watches, some luxury cufflinks. Like, I, I mean. I'm, but let's be real. Kelly Clarkson is out here making money, honey, because she is in everything. She's on The Voice. She definitely She's got is a in very everything. Successful She's making talk a lot show. of money. She is rolling it in. She is bringing it in she's performing in every other um award show so but i'm just trying to figure out how you are you getting yeah that how did he much? pull that off yeah like that we all want to know crazy how did you pull that off and what do i have to do <laughs> in order to be a divorcee mm-hmm. i mean you get this one time this large one-time payment and then on top of that you're going to have this monthly support in addition to all these other things that you you know you've been able to acquire, it's just interesting to me when I see situations like this, like the Dr. Dre uh, divorce, uh, the Mary J. Blige divorce, Can as do. well. Like it's just like ooh, 
Um, what are your thoughts? I just number one, I want to know how he did it. Number two, I'm still confused on if they have joint custody. How are you getting a spousal support payment? And number three, I would have been. I would have thought the 1.3 million was enough. Like you're gonna get 1.3 million and 115 thousand dollars a month. Like yeah, he's gonna and Kelly's how? gonna have to, well for what? So how it works is the 1.3 is that one you know that one time payment, but the spousal support will only follow them until you the know a few years. Why why only a few years? Um, as a part of the like negotiations. Like it's gonna, it will cut off at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Still, the fact that he was able to get it at all. Yeah, I is, mean, is he working? Is he got it? Does he have a uh, job? He's like a music manager or something so like that. I'm working. like, yeah, you do have money, but he don't never got to work again. Right. So he's not working because I'm sure he was her manager. Wasn't yeah, he? I'm sure. Interesting. Uh, I give this a flat. I'm giving this. Kelly a flat. should be able to keep that money. Yeah, she works hard for Forget it. Him. She's great at what she does. Um, the only other thing I had, we got to do a quick roundup. Give me your thoughts. Uh, UK versus the world, drag race, RuPaul. Flat. <laughs> Milk. With great power comes great. Milk. Flat. <laughs> flat. It was flat. It, it was definitely a flat. Why for was me. it a flat for you? Um, the way that the game was played, the strongest queens. Had went home very early. Um, That's the name of the and game. So we got left with a lot of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also tough when there is no no prize money. Yeah. Um, and the what's the, the, the Yeah, the main prize is a flight to L.A. for a song with Rue. But one of the queens is already from L.A., living in L.A. Um, and then yeah, we get to record a song with Rue. Which was I the song that was created? Y'all could have kept. Not my taste. Y'all definitely could have kept that and uh, put that on YouTube. Let just put it on YouTube because no one else wanted it. <laughs> um, I mean, congratulations to Blue Hydrangea. Congra- like I'm here, you know. Props to your mama. Woo. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I so I I chose not to watch, um, but you did the, watch. I watched like an episode or two, but I didn't watch the entire season. But I mean, great for them. Yeah, I, again, I just when there's no incentive, what is what is keeping me from spending, or what is making me spend thousands of dollars on gowns and all of these things for nothing? Public opinion. For the for the visibility, basically. Yeah, public opinion, because you know people are going to read you if you are not dressed. But I'm saying, like, why stage. even go on the show? Uh, I mean, so you can get bookings and you can right. be more relevant. Get and that you booking can go out and make up. money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to put in money to make money. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm gonna give this a flat too, actually. I don't think you should. You actually shouldn't vote on it if you I have to abstain. If you haven't watched it, I mean, I've watched enough, and I know what I know. All of the the hot moments. So yeah, I'm giving this a flat. Period. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> let's wrap this episode up. I'm going to give it a fizz. Okay, I'm going to give it a fizz too. Okay. That's no, good. I'm giving it a flat. Still. Okay, you can give it a flat. I mean, it was a chance for these girls to come and build some camaraderie amongst yeah, all of great. the seasons. Great. I feel like that that did sometimes. Like, girls don't get certain shines because absolutely, you know, RuPaul might not be hosting, or it's just like a you know, or they haven't even but met. It her. does give them, you know, it allows other people to kind of come together and oh yeah, do some stuff. So I think the only reason why I'm giving it a flat is just because I just wasn't interested in this season, which is why I unfortunately didn't watch it all the way through. So mm-hmm. I didn't have enough information to be able to give it a fizz. So I give it a flat. Okay. Okay. Uh, where can they find us? Well, let's do final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts? Um, for me in this episode, I am kind of just going back to, um, 
the Stevie J situation Ooh. of it all and how, Jesus. you know, we got to start holding people accountable. You know, Stevie J is like that uncle that we all know is inappropriate. Um, but some, but somebody needs to people tap keep him on letting the him be inappropriate. Uh, yeah, and, and stop doing this shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? He's he's definitely not going to learn. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe he needs to fall back for a while. Mm. Uh, I'm taking from this episode just still in shock and awe over the tender swindler and how he was able to get away with literally robbing all of these women and allegedly still doing it. I don't know. And like, even when he was caught, only got a two days jail time or something like that. Like he was literally out the Yo, week. The I, next I know day. it wasn't long. Not um, long at all. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, it's yeah. So I'm just, I'm shocked that he's able to be out and shopping around a TV show and, bragging about his success with no consequences like wow i want them to do a real i got a reality tv show that i like to pitch what call it you know um fake house or fake fake shit and do get him get anna delvey get billy <laughs> put them all like all Who? of the big like billy the the guy behind the fire festival oh like, yeah put all, get all the big fakers people who've like lied and like scammed um and you know put them in the house and like 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 a big brother kind of thing and they have to do like challenges and have them scam stuff like that and like have Joanne the scammer host yeah that's my pitch pitch it I would watch it y'all would watch it I would it. watch it it's, yeah. it's gonna be on Zeus yeah <laughs> definitely Black China <laughs> Jocelyn get Black China Jocelyn's cabaret. So. Um. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Pitch it. Yeah. Well. Okay. So we're gonna wrap this show up. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Cold yes. Pop Show, and you can find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube at Cold Pop Podcast. And where can they find you? Uh, Trenton Rashad Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find you? Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on all of the socials. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, pop stars, we love you. Peace out.